This episode is brought to you by Habit Aware. If you follow me on social media, you have seen me with my keen too in lilac. I love it. And I love that it is a tool created for BFRBs by someone who has a BFRB. My Keen 2 brings awareness to my trichotillomania by giving my wrist a gentle hug or vibration when I'm doing the scanning behavior. Bring awareness into your life by visiting barbaralally.com slash habit aware. When I was eight years old, then I felt like something crawling on my scalp. So I had lice and then I pulled a hair out and there was a lice on it. And I felt it, and it was like a weird feeling, but then it felt good. And then I like started pulling more and more hairs out. And that happened, I think, twice. I think I two times that I pulled a hair out and there was a lice on it. So that was kind of a strange, like sensory feeling. and And then... Like, I started to pull a lot out of my scalp. It started on my scalp, like, the trichotillomania. And um, I remember being in class at school and pulling out a lot of hairs and hiding them under, like, a hat and then throwing them in the garbage and at the end of every lesson. So that's something I remember distinctly. So when you first started, did you, you know, tell your parents like, hey, I, I find that I'm pulling my hair now? Or was it something that they noticed? How did you guys kind of get to talking about it? I actually don't really remember like the first year that I've done it. I don't remember really having any conversation with my parents about it, except for just like them noticing I have a bald spot and them noticing that like, I'm on the computer and there's just a ton of hairs all over the place. And I don't remember what they said, but I remember my brother laughing at me about my bald spot. I don't know. They just kind of maybe acted like it wasn't happening. They just like didn't really talk with me about it until like I started to going, going to therapy. And that was only three years after I started pulling. And I also remember when I was in fifth grade and I pulled out like my eyebrow and I remember crying in front of the mirror. And my dad also always used to say this joke that I I liked to touch my dad's eyebrows as like a, it was a sensory thing. So like every time before I went to sleep, he would tell me good night and I was like would like press my finger on his eyebrows to feel a sensory feeling of it because I liked the feeling of the hairs and his hairs were like coarse and long because I don't know. <laughs> so he always said, don't pull my eyebrows out. I don't want to look like a seal. I remember that. He he always says that. He still says that sometimes, but less. So I remember feeling like I was kind of being joked about or laughed about or like... They didn't really know what to say. 
How long after you started pulling did you find out the name for trichotillomania? Three years. I started going to therapy. I mean, I started pulling when I was eight at the beginning of third grade or maybe even the end of second grade. And then at in sixth grade, I started going to therapy because my parents noticed I was a bit like depressed and lonely. And I had stuff with my OCD, like I would feel all kind of things felt like not right and weird because my OCD got worse and flared up in sixth grade. So my parents sent me to therapy. And then my therapist told me that I like remember the first therapy session, I started crying and I was super embarrassed. And I don't know if I told her about my hair pulling that time or only the times after that. But I remember she told me it has a name. And then I went to school one day and we played this game of like words and guessing what the word means, like complicated words that people don't know about. And I remember saying that word out loud and being like, whoa, like it's a thing. I can say this. And I didn't say that I had that thing because it wasn't it also wasn't obvious. I didn't have bald spots at that time. Like that was probably seventh grade. Yeah, that I said the word out loud at seventh grade. So like about a year or half a year later after I discovered that it has a name and with my new class and stuff, because I moved schools to like I finished elementary school and then we moved I moved to another school for seventh grade until until now I'm still at that school so there were like new kids and stuff and I felt I could invent myself again and stuff I just remember saying it out loud and being like whoa like it has a name and I don't have to hide it and maybe someday I'll actually not hide it about myself too when your therapist told you the name of it did they have any type of strategies to try to help you when I try to think about the strategies that she taught me over the years, then it feels kind of like a fever dream. Like everything is like it happened, but it also feels kind of like nothing really happened because I'm still pulling and I'm still doing it. And it feels like it's just a broken record kind of. But like, I think when I started going to her, we, we mostly talked about my OCD and stuff like that and tried to get to make me more in control of my OCD and we talked less about my trichotillomania but over the years she taught me strategies like you know breathing counting fidgets she didn't really like the idea of putting a hat on because it's like blocking the thing but not actually working from within but like she said that it was a part of the process and that it's also okay, but it's not like where we're supposed to be in the end. It's not like the end result. When you said the word out loud in seventh grade, at that time, mm -hmm. did you confide in any friends? Like, hey, I actually do this thing. I remember in sixth grade, I told my friends that I pull my hair out, my like eyelashes and eyebrows, because at seventh grade, that sixth grade that's where I pulled out from and then she was like she's kind of like a weird person and she responds to things without a lot of feelings so 
when I told her, she was like, um, it's okay. Like, you can just stop from now on and then it'll be okay. And I remember being like, yeah, well, I actually can't. (laughs) What are some other things that people have said to you about your trichotillomania that you wish they wouldn't have said? My dad once told me, if you wanted to stop, you would. You're not trying hard enough. My Both of my parents told me, if you want to pull your hair out, go to your room and do it alone. Don't do it next to us. Don't do it. You'll look like a seal. That's what my dad said. And there's also just like in fifth grade, my friend looked at me as I had a wound on my eyebrow because I was pulling the night before. And she was like, you got hit on your eyebrow. And I was like, yeah, I just fell and stuff, (laughs) even though that wasn't true. So I also remember that, but it's like kind of innocent of her. It's not like a bad thing. It's just not fun to hear. What are some things that you wish people without trichotillomania or BFRBs, what do you wish they knew about them? That it's an actual condition that it starts to get habitual because especially if you start doing it at such a young age, it's like part of your life. It's part of you growing up. It's part of what you do. It's your habits. You know, you can't just stop it. And especially me with, I feel like I'm prone to addictions. Like I struggle with a lot of things. Like I feel like I don't have control. So I don't know. I just wish people would be more understanding about the whole idea of having an addiction and and the fact that it feels euphoric and feels good and relieving and and that it's, you know, addicting. When you were growing up with Trick, you mentioned that you pulled from your eyebrows or eyelashes and the hair from your scalp. Did you pull from anywhere else? Yeah, when I started growing hairs, you know, down there, so I started pulling from there too. And then I, I've never really stopped. And maybe like sometimes I pull from my legs and arms and like just basically everywhere, but mostly my scalp, eyebrows, eyelashes, and pubic hair. When you were growing up, did you ever experience any other BFRBs? I think I'm prone to dermatillomania a little bit because I like got my cuticles on my fingers. So I like to pull them when they're sticking out until like it starts bleeding and I feel relieved after I do it. I feel like it's a reward or like I I accomplished something just like when I'm pulling hairs out. It feels like I won. I I worked hard and I won, even though the opposite is the, the truth. So I pick at my skin and every time I have a mosquito bite, I always scratch it until it bleeds. Every time I have like this, my skin is very sensitive. So sometimes I have like all these spots and stuff these itchy things so I itch them a lot until they bleed most of the time and yeah I just know that I've never been able to just let a mosquito bite just be there for me personally I've had moments where I wasn't necessarily pull free I've always pulled from the moment that I started you know having trick have you had moments where you have pulled less where things have grown back in and you're kind of like oh Well, look at this. I remember every year what happened. When I first started, I was pulling from the scalp until I had a bald spot. And gradually, I stopped pulling from there. Then I moved on to my eyebrows. 
And then in fourth grade, then fifth grade, I moved on to my eyelashes. In sixth grade, I have memories of like sitting on my bed and pulling out like 15 eyelashes, but I still had eyelashes and hair. I just felt I was just like depressed in that year um, a little bit and lonely. And then in seventh grade, things got better because like I moved to a new school and I don't remember pulling a lot at all. Maybe I pulled a little bit, but not a lot. And then eighth grade, COVID started and then everything went downhill and has been going downhill since then until now. Have you met anyone around you that has a BFRB? There was this girl in my school that in seventh grade, she asked me like how I was, like what's up? And I said, oh, you know, and then I slipped in trichotillomania and then I didn't expect her to know what that means. And then she was like, oh, really? I used to have that when I was a little girl, but then I stopped. And I was like, oh, well, good for you then. And then, like, I saw a few years later that she always picked at her, like, skin around her nails and that it was always red and wounded a little bit. So one time after school, I I saw her and I, like, searched the word for skin picking and showed it to her and I was like, maybe you have I tried to help her but maybe it was just annoying but I was like maybe you have this problem don't be ashamed of it or I don't know because I felt like that was helpful and also when I saw her touching her hands and stuff I gave her my fidgets and stuff but we're not like friends or anything she's kind of a bitch so (laughs) after I opened the page So a lot of people reached out to me and I realized there was one person that I have like mutual friends with who one time pulled out all her eyelashes, but now she's fine. So it's like, okay, I don't, it's kind of annoying because like she moved on, but I haven't. So the holiday season is underway and what better gift to give than the gift of awareness. Whether you are gifting the Kintu to yourself or to someone you love, you will be amazed by all the Kintu and HabitAware can do for you. Learn more by visiting barbaralally.com slash HabitAware. Tell me about starting your account. What made you start it? Tell me the process of, you know, that first post. What really led you to say, I'm getting on here? I always thought when I'll grow up, I'll have a TED Talk, I'll be an influencer or whatever. One day I had like, I thought about starting the account and I felt ready. I felt like I can do this now. Like I, because I always had thoughts about posts I could post about. I always heard sounds of songs or like just memes written stuff. And I thought like, oh my God, that could be a good meme about trichotillomania all the time. And then I was like, okay, I have to start this account. I have to open it. So... One day I got into a bad attack from my eyelashes and then I like made this kind of drawing from my eyelashes because I like to draw. So I made this face with my eyelashes, which was is pretty impressive because they always like turn around and are very fragile. So I was proud of it. And then I decided to open my account and I uploaded to this to my story that drawing thing. And I was like, hey, this is my first story. And then I just I remember my first post, like writing it throughout like the whole night one day. And I remember like 
the words spilling out of me. I had so much to say and I and I had so much to explain and I really felt like I had to get it out of me. And then I remember publishing the first post and I felt so like relieved and and good. And how did it feel being able to meet people just like you from all over the world? I just felt better, you know. I mean, I always feel alone with it and I still feel alone with it because I've never, I don't have like a close friend with it or someone I see every day that has this and stuff or a family member. Well, actually, okay, I'll I'll talk about that later. (laughs) And then, I don't know, it felt really empowering to meet all those people that were like me, like your account, I remember being super relatable empowering is the word I would use I think so tell me about this family member that might have yeah so I remember in fourth grade one time we were at a dinner with my mom and her brother and his girlfriend like my uncle and aunt and then we started talking at the dinner table and she said yeah my Yael pulls out her eyelashes and eyebrows and I was like oh my god mom you cannot just say that. And I remember like crying the night that night or something or like I was I felt really bad that she told him that. And I always thought about that, like, throughout the years that passed, I always remembered it from time to time. And I was like, I wonder if he remembers that and if he does that. And like, after opening the account, then they both saw it like my uncle and aunt. My uncle isn't on Instagram, but my aunt is, and she's, she and him are very, I mean, they're together, so they're close and make art together and stuff. So she saw it, and then they told my mom that he used to pull out his hair or something when he was a kid or something like that, that he used to do it, but he grew out of it like everyone. And also, my dad used to pull out his beard. So that's pretty, I don't know, I guess I was just meant to have this disorder from all the genes, my family members and stuff. You also are an artist and you post your art all the time. Is that something that you've always loved to do or is that something that helps your BFRB? Art is also my escape, but it's also just me. It's hard to explain because is escaping me is the part that I'm escaping not me or is it also me, you know? Like, is my trick me or is it just a part of me? So if I escape it, you know, it's all these kind of philosophical questions. But anyways, when I do art, I feel like my OCD goes away. I don't fear making mistakes. I don't fear what will happen. I don't fear anything. I just do and I just explore and I just have like intuition and stuff and have fun and really feel the art like in my soul and also on my fingers because I like physically like feeling the art materials so that's something that's really important to me like as an artist I guess that that's my place where I feel safe where I feel I don't have all these chains holding me back And posting them, it's more like a need for praise and stuff, I guess. Like, I do feel the need for praise and for people to recognize that I'm 
I don't know, special or interesting or talented or whatever. So I like posting it and getting likes and stuff. And I don't know, I'm also, I've gotten better. I've gotten pretty good in the last few years. So I also opened an art account and I'm not really active on it, but like I can be if I want to, because I see a lot of art accounts that are like not, I mean, not that good and they still like, get recognition and stuff so like it's okay like it's fine everyone can do art and everyone can like have fun with it even if they're not you know amazing or not my style in art so I know that I can do that too so I, I don't know I like exploring with it I like uploading it and I like making it most of all is there a certain type of material that you like to use the best I think I used to like watercolor the best because it was very free and, you know, unexpected. Something that I hated in terms of OCD and my actual life and something that I loved in terms of art that I, I, could, I couldn't know what, what's going to happen. I just let it flow. Something that I couldn't do in my real life, you know. So I liked that and I liked how the the colors combined and did all these weird shapes and things but it was hard to kind of make mistakes and fix them and stuff and with acrylics i can, i feel like i can go over things and fix them and i don't do it in an obsessive way of like i have to fix this mistake and I, i'm still like i do it in a way that goes with the flow and stuff it's just that it's easier to work with in terms of fixing things and creating pieces of art that are that I'm satisfied with. So I think acrylic. And I like when it gets all over the place. Do you have a favorite piece of advice that you give to people in the BFRB community? Or is it something that maybe you even received? When you asked that question, I thought of something, but it doesn't necessarily connect with the BFRB community specifically like it's more just general advice to people so I realized that a year ago or something I, I just had this thought and I keep thinking about it that like everything is about balance you know you have to work hard but also rest you have to forgive yourself but want to get better you have to fall and get up you have to fail and try again you have to take time for yourself but not too much you have to do that but not too much and do that but also do that like I don't know I just realized that everything in the world and everything about life is just about balancing it out and everything contradicts everything which is also part of my OCD I always feel like there has to be one correct answer or one thing and I realize that it's it's never that easy it's never that simple I also I mean in the, in the movie Karate Kid so Mr. Miyagi said that that everything's about balance and it's true and I really like that idea do you have any goals when it comes to your trichotillomania? I mean, there's the obvious goal of being pull-free, but, you know, there's also smaller goals, like going to the bathroom and instead of, you know, looking at my pubic hair and starting to pull at it, so to just not, just sit straight and just, you know, do what I have to do and get out of my the bathroom as long, as fast as possible. 
you know, so doing that or when I start pulling, so to put on a hat or when I start pulling my eyebrows to put on oil or something and just the little things. (laughs) And also, you know, going a day pull free, two days, three days, four days. Those, all those apps, there's apps that count that. So I like that too. Just one day at a time and seeing how many days I can go, which only happened, you know, when I started using those apps. So I remember I went two days without pulling and it was a really big deal for me. And then my mo- my biggest, longest streak was like three days, I think. And I was like, maybe someday I'll get to four days. And then three years passed. And a few weeks ago, I I went four days without pulling. How did you feel after you pulled after those, you know, three days or after the four days? I felt okay because I felt like I accomplished something and it's not like forever. And I know that small steps are also something to be grateful for. I felt pretty good and maybe I was a bit disappointed that I couldn't go like a year, a month, but that's how it starts like you have to go one day to go two days to go five days to go a week to go a month what is one thing you would like to tell the bfrb community that you're enough i always feel like no matter what no matter whatever i do i'll never be enough no one will ever love me i'll always be treated differently because of this and i'll never have like a normal life but It doesn't have to be that way. And even if it is, it's not necessarily a bad thing. Maybe I was meant to stand out to like advocate about BFRBs. Yeah, I guess I just like to say what I want to be told because I never feel like I am enough. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Trek Talks. Did you know that I offer a Trichotillomania online course? My course is called Sharing Our Stories. In it, we do a deep dive into your relationship with trichotillomania by using my guided journal, My Trickster Diaries, as our workbook. We also complete empowering activities and have a bi-weekly support group so that you can meet others in the community. As a gift to you, please use promo code TRICKTALKS25 to receive 25% off the five-session package. You can access this promotion at barbaralelli.com. 